Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with New York City Jazz trombonist David Gibson on the 2024 album Fellowship. As indicated by the title of this Imani Records leader debut, this veteran player developed the repertoire on Fellowship while endeavoring to create a sense of purpose during the isolation of COVID-19. We get into his COVID stories, getting through it, upcoming live shows, the relief of this album's release, and so much more. He's come back to the show. We always love David. Dig in. Great to catch up with you again, man. I, I loved our interview from years ago. Well, hopefully I'll follow up with some new information that is just as exciting. I have no doubt you will. Yeah, I have no doubt. And it's weird because the theme of what I kind of want to get into is that that was a whole different world. That was the pre-COVID BC world. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. So. It's it's interesting. Um, I mean, not to talk about it too much, but just the the things that we have in common now Yeah. as a result of that shared experience. Yeah. You know? And even within that, even within that, there are different perspectives, but there is something essential that we can all relate to. It, it was a global phenomenon. You know, there was always these little epi epicenters of things that would happen in our human history, but to have something that actually penetrated the entire globe and affected all of us in very specific ways is wild. Sure. I mean, COVID was the new Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. Speaking of, <laughs> yeah, we're, right. We're, we're all still swimming in euphoria here. Like, yeah, what, what just that. happened? I feel that. Yeah. It's wild. I remember, you know, I grew up down in that part of the country. So I remember uh, the all the major religions, uh, football being one. Yes. You know, with the with the uh, <laughs> the two different tribes of college versus professional. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird world. Yeah. And that's the thing. Everybody on the coast, like I was talking to a lot of people that were over by San Francisco in that area. They're like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not really a fan. And I think when you're in big epicenters, big cities, there's so much going on. There's so many different things happening. It's right. Not Your attention is divided. Yes, it is. Yeah. You know, with a lot of interesting shit. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. yeah. And I just heard today that that game was the highest rated show in the history of TV, which is totally that's, wild. That's remarkable. They must be counting streams too. Cause, yeah. cause I think in a sense that makes sense, right? Because yeah. just in terms of the logistics and how we consume, if they're counting every single phone that was tuned in on an airplane and, yeah. and all of that, right. There's so many, whereas we used to gather around one TV, uh -huh. yep. you know, so how yeah. do you count that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's that the Andy's been up, but it, it's great to reconvene. Fellowship is the new album, and I want to begin our conversation. I'm getting a little fatigued with just talking about COVID, but I think it's a tapestry of what we all live through, and it's affected the way we've yeah. gone forward. How did you get through that time period, and how did it change you? Well, uh, you know, I I'm not I'm not sure that my reactions to the situation are really that different than everyone else's other than the fact that you know as musicians um our livelihood is we can't work remotely basically yeah. and and um and there's just something that is um essential about the bond between artist and audience and artist and artist so so there is um a lot of uh emotional currency that is exchanged in a performance between all the people in the room and so you just don't get that uh when you're when you're putting together your brady bunch videos of multi-tracked uh you know 
arrangements. So what I, what I opted to do was use the first few weeks. I just started making my own projects and teaching myself how to use logic and, and, uh, really like embracing the, the opportunity to have some extra time and finish some projects that have been sitting on my desk, so to speak. And so I wrote some music and, um, and then I got pretty lonely. Um, and one day I got a call from, uh, a, a friend who used to work at another jazz club. And he mentioned to me that he was helping a friend of his out at their restaurant, helping to put together to-go orders to have something to do. And he'd be running the bar. And if I wanted to come in and order something to go, maybe he'd hold my order for a while so I could sit and have a drink with him. And so my wife and I went down there one night and we ordered some food to go and we sat for a few minutes and there was nobody in the place. So he threw us in a back dining room and we had our first dinner out at an end like May of, uh, 2020. And that situation turned into a place, a meeting place. And we used to set up meetings amongst friends to socially distance and have a couple of drinks together and feel normal. Uh, so we did that every Friday. Then one of the guys uh, had some backline and he said, hey, you know, if I set up some backline, you got this outdoor dining now, let's have some music outside. And so we started playing every Friday night out in front of this restaurant. And uh, I started writing a bunch of new music. And when winter came, I found that I was pretty disappointed that we could no longer gather and play even once a week outdoors. So I asked my wife if it would be okay if I invited the cats to the apartment and we could play a little concert in the living room. And, uh, so I did it anyway. And, um, she and our next door neighbor, Joni Rose, who, uh, we just celebrated her 89th birthday and Joni's a party animal. She's no shrinking violet at all. You know, Joni, I would make a pot of food on Friday and it would feed everyone. And then she would make a completely uh, separate meal in her apartment. And we would go over there afterwards and she would make to go trays for all the guys. Wow. So, you know, it, it, that became our little weekly oasis in the uh, island of misery that was lockdown COVID, you know. Um, so yeah, a lot, a lot of this music was, was conceived of in order to kind of, uh, articulate in some way our shared experience. And, um, you know, I, I, the fellowship was really the thing that I missed most with, with, as I mentioned before, the musicians and, and the audience. And so, uh, we had this little pretend situation in the apartment where we were playing sets to people and playing new music and challenging ourselves to feel normal. <laughs> yeah. Well, on a visceral level, you know, I know it's mid-February, but we're approaching the four-year anniversary. It has to feel good to have a new album out, live shows, all of that, just from that perspective. How does it feel? Well, you know, the live shows are really the thing. Um, that's that's what i enjoy the most because that's where the surprises are happening a hundred percent of the time and uh you know as soon as we started kind of playing out in public again um i i just 
I told myself, please don't take this for granted again. Please don't get jaded. Please don't, you know, uh, I'll say this. I've noticed a little difference in the audiences over the last few years since we've started playing again, that I think the excitement may have worn off a little bit for them. Uh, I hope not, but you know, we have a lot of distractions in our life and, and sometimes I don't, I, I think people, um, don't realize how rewarding it is to be engaged with live music that, um, that you're, you know, as I tell the audiences, a lot of times you're, you're at a live basketball game instead of listening to it on the radio we can listen to a basketball game on the radio, but we don't see what's happening in between the call. We don't see the person who's getting in position. We don't see the glances, the, the, the motioning. We, we, we don't see any of that kind of communication that's going on on the court. And the same thing is true when you see live music. There's all kinds of communication that's going on. It's very subtle, but there are surprises constantly. And I think whenever I'm able to remind people that that's happening and that they hear me say that, and then they engage with the music, I mean, it's just always a great night. So, you know, and this music was, was born of a desire to share with an audience in that way. Um, so, you know, I'm human being and I have to remind myself of that all the time. Um, but I certainly, never leave the gig feeling bad. I always leave the gig feeling great. Even when I think, oh man, the trains are messed up and I got to leave extra time to get to the gig. And I got to wash that trans transportation experience out of my palate before I try and approach music and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah. So now you ask now, um, I think the pandemic, did teach me to be grateful for the opportunity to be a musician and to try and improve at something and to be able to see your reflection every day and in that performance and, and try and get a little better the next day. I mean, I'm really grateful for that. And for all the, the musicians who uh, challenge me and trust me and, and know that, that I'm trying to provide as a band leader, I'm trying to provide an environment for everyone to do what they do and to be able to take chances and experiment and find the best version of themselves. Uh, I, I, I want to create that environment. So yeah, I, I'm, I love all of that. So what are you hoping the listener gets from fellowship? I hope they feel that. I hope they feel that, you know, the, this recording was produced by Oren Evans and Oren Evans and I have known each other for a very long time and we understand each other as human beings. So it's, it's really wonderful to be associated in a situation with Amani records where, uh, I feel both understood and supported in every possible way. Um, so when I want the listener to hear that, I want them to hear the relationship between the musicians and the fact that every Friday night, Joni sat at our breakfast bar with my wife and cheered us on and Cush played 
a cymbal and a snare drum, and that was it sitting in our living room. And Joseph brought his bass over, and we had to fold his uh, big, huge bag it folded up and put it under a table so it wasn't just everywhere in the apartment because a base bag and a base are both really large <laughs> for a New York apartment. <laughs> um, I want them to hear that I had to teach myself how to tune a piano and I didn't do a great job, but I did a job and I learned a lot every time I did it. And my family hid from me while I was doing it because they couldn't bear to hear me get frustrated one more time. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it's, that's all in there. That's all in there. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it was really a time that kind of helped me, uh, decide exactly who I want to be and how I want to engage with the idea of being a musician. And so in that sense, I, I feel like my, my North star is brighter than ever. So if anyone wants to pick up fellowship, learn, see live shows that you got going on, anything going down, how can they do that? Uh, well, my website is usually up to date every once in a while. I'm reminded that it's not, but that website is jazzbone.org. J A Z Z B O N E dot O R G. Uh, you can find out what's going on on Instagram at jazzbone13 uh, on Facebook as well. And um, if you're interested in uh, listening to the music or purchasing the music, the, the best choice is for the label and artists alike is Bandcamp. So you can find that uh, David Gibson Fellowship, the Monty Records. You can f just do a search and find that on Bandcamp. Right on, David. It's always a pleasure, man. Thank you. It was hey, thank you. Yes. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and minds in New York City, Kansas City, and spots all over the world, giving fans all that jazz. And it's great to have David back on the show. If you want to hear more Neon Jazz interviews, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us at YouTube. And for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.